Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my blog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you specific takeaways, all so that way your journey is just a little bit easier, maybe a little bit more. Now, before I fully get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So, this past week, uh, you know, we had kind of taken off uh, two weeks in terms of rehearsals, just because um, one of our actors was filming another movie. Um, also, it allowed us to finalize script changes and, you know, focus on kind of costuming and various things of that nature. So, last week um, was the the second time that everyone got together for a rehearsal and so forth. And so, you know, as I kind of looked at that, there was an opportunity to really, you know, just recalibrate everything. And, you know, because we're like, you know, I was like, we're like two and a half months out from filming this. And I was like, and then I had to pause, like, no, we're really like two months and a week from from doing this thing. And so we're actually you know, approaching the business end of things very rapidly. And so, you know, just kind of that sort of alignment, um, you know, and just getting in that right headspace of, you know, like this is this is becoming real and there's going to be, we got to meet certain deadlines and just, you know, get things done. And as I was kind of thinking about it, I was like, okay, if I'm asking people to sort of reorient themselves and kind of, um you know, just refocus back to the North Star of things, I was like, I should probably do that for myself. So, you know, it was always my intention to do a a check-in therapy right before filming. But I was like, you know what, I should do one before uh, this as well, before before the cast uh, meeting, you know, before the rehearsal. And for those unfamiliar, uh, basically, the therapy I do is kinesiology, so it's not like regular weekly talk therapy. This is based off of you know, body movement. So you know, um, if you have a negative association with something, your arm goes down. If you have a positive association, your arm is able to stay up. Um, yes is uh, also yes. Your your arm stays up. No, your arm goes down. Type of thing. And so you're essentially like digging through various triggers and so forth. And you usually start with okay, you know, how many. Um, you know, how many things you, uh, charges up, right? So that's kind of the, the phrase, like how many charges do you have? And, you know, it could be one, two, three, it could be none, right? So it could go from zero all the way to infinity, really. But, um, but you know, you start with those and, you know, you kind of get to the, the meat of, okay, what are those charges? What's causing those charges? And then you get, you essentially rid yourself of those charges and the way, you know, um, it kind of works as the idea by, by bringing it to the forefront, you are able to um, dis, you know, create new neural patterns and you know, disassociate that old um, negative thinking with one that you choose to and so forth, right? So we sort of did that. Um, you know, that's where we started. And then what was interesting, a lot of it focused on this idea of the master and the ego. That's kind of what the charges initially that came up, they revealed themselves as. You know, this idea that um, I just want to, and this is like the, the crazy part, like we, we create so many limiting beliefs 
that once said out loud, they're just preposterous. And yet this is like our operating system, at least in, you know, what I'm about to explain was for me. So this idea that, you know, I didn't, I I didn't ever want to become a master. I wanted to remain an amateur. And the reason for that is because the so-called people that I've seen, um, you know, flaunt themselves as masters, really it was ego driven and so forth and yada, yada, yada. And I didn't want to become them. And so therefore I limited myself because I didn't want to be one of them. Right. That's kind of the the crux of it. And it's like, you know what? No, the true master, like no one ever really becomes a master. Um, The masters we look at throughout history, they're continually see this as a process of improving and improving and improving and have the humility throughout to know that, uh, that they have not ascertained this so-called thing of becoming a master. Um, You know, no different than like, there's a book called the way of the peaceful warrior. It's not the way to the peaceful warrior because you never become a peaceful warrior. It's the way of the peaceful warrior. It's only through those actions that uh, that you are the peaceful warrior, right? And no different than a master. Like you, the the way you exemplify, uh, you know, being top tier in any sense is through the act of doing those things and so forth, right? So that's kind of the core idea. And but this was a major block for me, and so forth. Um, and that's why like, you know, this idea, I, I often, whenever I speak with friends or I do interviews on other podcasts or whatever it may be, you know, they ask me like, what does that mean for you? Like, what is 360 creative coach? You know, and it's a, it's an introductory question, right? To get to the root of it. But my basic premise is that, you know, talent and skill is not enough to succeed in any form of life really, because there's such a mental component. If, if you don't, master mental fortitude, you're, you're done for, you know, All, any little roadblock that comes up can destroy you. And so, you know, like I said, like our operating systems, like it's just so interesting, like all the stuff we, we collect and we believe. And that's why, you know, I knew I needed to reset myself. And that's why I believe in therapy and go to therapy and so forth. Uh, and I knew I need to, to do it for myself before I could even ask the other, you know, I can't ask anyone else to do the same thing if I'm not willing to do it myself, right? And, you know, initially, like, why it wasn't necessarily on my radar until, like, just before going to film my, my second movie was because, you know, I was worried, you know, I was kind of tr- trying to really limit my spending so that way all the spending, you know, any leftover stuff could go towards the movie. But I was like, you know what, it's just, it's, it's, it's an investment and, you know, it's, that is an investment towards the movie. You know, me being aligned properly throughout this process, um, it's, it's uh, you know, it's uh, astronomical um, in terms of reward versus, versus, you know, cost, right? The cost is relatively low versus the, the you know, tenfold or whatever benefit of going to therapy in this case. Right. So I always kind of look at things that way. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah. What am I? I got to go. And I'm so glad that I went, you know, and there's uh, I've talked about this a while ago, but it it always remains like in my mind. There's this great movie called Wag the Dog starring Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman and, you know, just a plethora of other um, amazing actors, you know, in kind of various roles throughout it. And. You know, uh, Dustin Hoffman plays this Hollywood producer who gets tasked to, like, essentially, 
you know, create a lie for the American people because um, it's political and it's based off, it's this idea like, um, you know, there's an election and so forth. So they, they, they're like spin doctors and so forth, right? You know, just taking something and, you know, making sure it, their guy gets reelected, right? So there's that side of it. But, you know, um, ironically, like all that aside, one of the reasons, I, like, and by the way, that's great, like, study in and of itself but one of the reasons i really like the movie is because dustin hoffman just exemplifies this producer this hollywood producer who just always has this can-do spirit you know his phrase is like this is nothing and you know really as we you know go towards uh production and then definitely in production we're going to need that spirit and i'm going to need to be that dustin hoffman character like this is nothing like whatever comes our way we're going to be able to handle it and so again, in order for me to instill that within the team, I need to exemplify that. And the only way to do that is to be aligned properly mentally, right? You know, to, to have gone to therapy, to um, continue doing the work, as they say, right? And I'm so glad I did, you know, because it was, it was a nice reminder of like, yeah, you know, um, there's going to be things that come up, but this is nothing, and the irony is that there, there have been things that have been kind of lingering and you don't need to get solved for. And, you know, the timing is always interesting to me, but it didn't have like either way it was going to get done. And, and so, you know, all of a sudden, like within a day or two, all the things that seemed so arduous, all of a sudden, poof, go away. You know, they, 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 they resolve themselves, you know, so part of it's having patience, part of it's just, you know, okay, do what you got to do, um, but then just trust the process, have backups um, for, for the things that you can, and, you know, just know certain things are out of your control, and you'll just readjust accordingly. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, in, in terms of last week, how uh, mentally things progressed. Um, Rehearsal-wise, it was great to have this energy, you know, everyone kind of together, you know, I've worked in, you know, I've worked with the various groups kind of individually. And so um, it was fun for them to all kind of collectively come together and see that spark of energy, you know, based on the training that we've done prior. And yeah, we got through all the things that we needed to, um, you know, and when you rehearse, like basically it's just me and the actors, so five actors. So rehearsing five actors and, you know, we're trying to get through a lot. Um, you know, there's not everything that I'm going to catch, but that's why I record it so I can play it back and see kind of, you know, um, even just the nonverbal stuff of like reactions based off of people and I can catch that and, and continue to sculpt the, um, the performances as time goes by. You know, in fact, one of the things I'm going to, we're, we're scheduling individual meetings so that way, you know, we can really talk with, with everyone, A, about just production stuff you know, that, that uh, pertains to them on an individual level and be, you know, like just provide them with feedback of like, Hey, here's how, you know, we're seeing it. Here's how it's coming across. Here's the good. Um, here's what's working really well. And here's where we'd like to just adjust a little bit. Right. Um, so we continue in that way, you know, and after rehearsals, as I always do, I take all the stuff, I edit it into, you know, this, this, what I'm calling the rehearsal edit. So I did that. And this time, because like, you know, we filmed pretty much the last parts that we'd been missing. So it kind of gives us a complete movie now. You know, obviously there's been rehearsals that we did at the beginning. Um, 
that were off of an older version of the script. So not everything's 100% um, reflective of you know the movie, but it gives, gives us a baseline to look at it and see and kind of assess it in that way. And so now that we had at least a version kind of from pretty much like from start to finish, and it's not that we didn't have every scenes, right? There's like certain montage scenes that we're, n- we're not going to rehearse, right? Because we'll just film it on the day. Um, so for that, you know, I placed in like um, just basically filler. So I took moments from other movies, um, you know, that, that I thought were just fun and, you know, maybe not 100% like true representations of what was going on in our scene. But for example, you know, there was a, there was a conversation scene that takes place in a living room. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me take um, a clip from Meet the, Meet the Fockers or, or uh, Meet the Parents rather. And, uh, you know, that, that famous dinner table. So let me just kind of put that as just, just a placeholder, right? Just so we can visually see it and so forth. Um, so I did stuff like that um, to give us an accurate version of, you know, what the runtime would be. Also, just music. You know, I, I went through and I added music cues. Um, and so uh, this was just temporary music. So that way I could send it to, you know, for, for scoring purposes, um, people can start to see of like, okay, how how is this playing? You know, what what's in his mind in terms of the, uh, the songs and so forth, you know, and they can kind of get ahead of things there. Also, you know, moving forward, one of the things that I'm going to do is for certain scenes, play that music so that way they can act based, you know, and get in a, a rhythm based on that music. Um, because there are certain scenes where like the the song or a song is diegetic, meaning part of the scene, and they react to it well. Um, And it's not to say the other stuff hasn't worked. It has, right? But I think it's just introducing that sort of element, um, I think, finesses it that much more. Um, And so I'm going to utilize that within my toolkit, right? So that'll be be exciting. Um, So yeah, that's kind of... Um, where things are at overall, you know, production, continuing, and so forth. One thing I want to kind of go back to, um, it's very interesting to me, you know, talking about the mental aspect of it. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea that I think um, is very powerful, but we don't really consider it, and I certainly hadn't heard it until a couple months ago. But it's like, if you're born with it, you get to keep it. If not, lose it. And so the this is so to to really kind of clarify what that means, you know, peace really like being at peace is our natural state, and anger, jealousy, or whatever just take us away from our natural state, you know. So that um, the ability to love um, the you know we don't as as when we're born we're not really jealous. Um, we don't have stress and all this stuff, right? So, you know, you can take that and look at it in any different, any number of ways, but just look at like traits as like from the day you're born, you know, what you're worried about, what you're thinking about, all this stuff, it's not there. You know, all the stresses of day, everyday life are not there. Now, of course, yes, as life continues, we have to mature and gain skill and so forth. I'm not saying be ignorant like a child, you know, we have to grow up and become adults. However, um, you know, in terms of the spirit, yes, um, all, I mean, pretty much every great thinker um, or enlightened person, whatever the case may be, that we look up to, talks about this, 
youthful spirit, childlike mentality and so forth while still having um, the work ethic, the, the wherewithal of responsibility and so forth of an adult, right? And that's what it really means to, if you were born with it, keep it, if not, lose it, right? So going to me, the idea that, um, that if you become a master, then it's fueled by your ego and you become egomaniacal and just whatever else. It's like, I wasn't born with that. I learned that along the way. So lose it, right? And really a lot of therapy, a lot of good therapy, at least in my opinion, is this exploration, you know, and getting to a truth. And most of it's like, you know, is it true or not? And, and, and this is another version of that. Like, were you born with this, this thought, right? Were you born with this thought? Regardless of what it is, were you born with it? Yes or no? And if you were, keep it. If you weren't, lose it. It's not serving you, most likely, right? Um, so that's kind of uh, something to think about that I thought would be worth sharing. The other aspect, um, this past week, you know, the ma- main thing, and I've said this from the get-go to everyone involved, is the main thing that I'm going to constantly be tinkering with in terms of the script and the film is the ending because you know the ending ha- like it's the last thing it has to end on you know a, a satisfying conclusion and so you know that I'm kind of continuing to tinker with that and you know there was something that I tried and you know in theory it was great but then I got to writing it within the script and I was like this this just isn't it it seemed it's clunky it's clunky so you know I didn't but I did kind of alter just a line of dialogue here and there. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's still something that's uh, churning within my brain as things continue. Um, the other aspect in terms of creativity, you know, um, I'm a, I like to you know, take a break from certain things just to clear my mind so it's, you know, I can think fresh new thoughts. And so as a form of doing that, um, one of the things I did was just start writing a second novel, you know, I'd, I'd written one novel, so I was like, you know what, now I have, I have an outline, I have a good idea of, you know, I, I basically have the entire story, because, um, you know, pretty much, it's based off of something else that I did, so I'm basically repurposing it, so it's all there, it just needs to, and it's not a one-to-one translation of taking something else and then t- turning it into a novel, but, um, you know, it gives me enough of a runway where it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not at a starting position, right? I'm in a much, um, you know, fine, not final, but like, let's say 70% of the way there. And so, you know, I, I took what I had, I outlined, you know, what would the chapters look like in terms of a novel if I w- were to do that? Okay, that was step one. And then step two was starting to write the various chapters. So I literally wrote out chapter one, um, and that was just fun, you know. Um, I don't know when I'll complete it. You know, certainly I have, uh, you know, the, the movie, the upcoming movie remains my top priority. And so if it takes time away from that, you know, I'm not going to pursue it. But, you know, just writing a chapter and creating an outline for it, like, was easy enough, you know. So it was just like an hour or two. And so I was like, yeah, why not? Let's, let's just do it, right? So, um, so yeah, kind of did that. Uh, the other thing, you know, last week my friend Ian Kaiser was in town, and you know he's also one of the producers on on this upcoming movie. He's been a producer on the other movie, 
Um, it was just fun to see him. You know, I hadn't seen him in a long time because he lives in Chicago. And we did a bunch of escape rooms. Um, in fact, we did three escape rooms in total. Like, he's just become an escape room fanatic. And, uh, I mean, rightfully so. I, too, love escape rooms. And the ones we did, they were just so well done in terms of the production value and so forth. We did Quest Room here in L.A., um, we did the perfumer. We did um, Red Giant and uh, Bloody Elbow. I think it's what it's called. And it was just so much fun, you know. Um, so I don't know. Thought I'd share that just because it's uh, it made me smile. And if you like escape rooms and in your LA, maybe go check it out. Um, or if you're not in LA, you know, I'm sure there's escape rooms close to you somewhere. Um, check them out. It'd be fun. It worked for me. Um, but that's kind of the long and short of what I've got going on, or at least had going on in the past week. You know, um, now we're we're getting down to the business end of things with the movie, and it's both exciting and, yeah, you know, we're going to conquer it. This is nothing, as Dustin Hoffman's character would say. This is nothing. So two months to go. Um, things are falling into alignment. And very exciting time, so I'll keep you updated as time goes by. Anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I'll see you next time.